listening to The Scope, a podcast dedicated to having open conversations about healthcare topics relevant to our patients and community. Today, we're talking about immediate care clinics. Let's get started. Today, our guest is Dr. Jeffrey Kerr, Medical Director for Phelps Health Immediate Care Services. Welcome to our show today. Thank you. We're really excited to have you here. I know this is your first time on the show, so we're going to give it a go, right? Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) So before we get started talking about immediate care clinics, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I trained at at Phelps Regional Medical Center, now Phelps Health, in 1985, and my wife and I have lived here ever since. So I've been in practice 35 years, and I'm board certified in family practice and geriatrics. I've been a medical director of emergency departments for 25 years, and I've been medical director of long-term care facilities for around 35 years, or 33 years. So a a wide breadth from everywhere from OB all the way to geriatrics and long-term care facilities. And we've been involved in the immediate care clinic settings uh, for about three years in Waynesville, over three years in Waynesville, Missouri. And uh, as far as my my family, all of our children are nurses, and they live different places in the country. And uh, and my wife is an avid golfer, and uh, and she's also a school teacher, but is no longer teaching. That's really awesome. So, what kind of inspired you to pursue immediate care clinics as something at Phelps Health? So, I, I really, really like the emergency mm-hmm. department, and the community expressed a need actually about four or five years ago that they really needed some place in town that was consistently open every day uh, and then they had a place to go and so that's when the concept started with immediate care and, and it was kind of right up my alley because I was really interested in emergency department but not interested in night shifts anymore and, uh, <laughs> and so this worked out really really well and, uh, and uh, I, I, in my background in primary care I've seen about everything I think I've probably seen everything and, uh, and now I get to, to uh, onboard people to, uh, to build a, a new line for Phelps Health. Yeah, man, it sounds like such a great transition for you. It is. Especially from night shift, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because you're here during the daytime. What a change. Right. My, my, my day ends at 8 p.m. So yeah, that's amazing. Insane. So today what we're going to do is answer some questions that people generally have about immediate care clinics or maybe they haven't even thought to ask. Um, so if you're ready, we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. Sure. Perfect. So the first question is, what even is an immediate care clinic? So an immediate care clinic is a place that it's walk-in, so you don't need an appointment. Uh, You can come in for anything you would normally go to a physician's office for, uh, and some, you know, things like lacerations, simple lacerations, uh, acute things that aren't life-threatening, we're open, and uh, they can come in and be evaluated. So people come into immediate care, you know, we just kind of go from head to toe, things like eye infections, like pink eye, they get something in their eye, or they have an ear infection, or a kid sticks a bead in their ear, or sore throats. We can do strep screens and mono test in the immediate care center. Uh, also, things like you know the next day after a car accident, they have whiplash injury, and we can treat muscle spasm and those things. We also treat respiratory infections, and we have the ability to to uh, do testing for COVID-19, uh, strep that I mentioned, respiratory syncytial virus, and flu. So we have analyzers to do that, and special rooms with air filtration as well, that is safe for uh, the staff and also safe for the other patients in the clinic. And then we have um, the ability to do x-rays, so we uh, see a lot of orthopedic injuries. So it's Friday night, it's a football game, and somebody twists an ankle, instead of having to go to the emergency room and maybe having to wait for an extended period of time, they can come and see us and we can get that taken care of. And then if they have something more, we can connect the dots with them seeing a specialist. 
Also, like abdominal pain, we see a fair share of urinary tract infections, uh, kidney stones, um, uh, things like uh, skin infections, poison ivy, a lot of poison ivy, uh, where people are just miserable, they can't get in to see their provider, and they need relief, and uh, they don't want to go to the emergency department. The one, um, the one thing about immediate care also is the co-pays, when people have insurance, the co-pays are less than going to an emergency department, which is a real big thing as well. So it saves them money to come to immediate care. So what are some of our locations? You mentioned that we have a couple of different spots. Where are those at? So Waynesville, Missouri and the Waynesville Medical Plaza was our first home that we started three years ago uh, in November. And uh, it's going very, very well. And then our second location is now Rolla. So are the services provided at Rolla and Waynesville Immediate Care Clinics, are those the same types of services? They are. So, so both, both uh, facilities uh, do, we have, both have uh, full x-ray as far as conventional x-rays. We don't do things like ultrasound, CTs, MRIs, that's all done at the hospital. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really because the insurance companies don't pay for those things in a setting like that. You have to be in an emergent setting or have it scheduled and prior authorized. And we're not, we're not a clinic where people come back to see us for primary care. We're kind of an outreach for their primary care provider. Whoever they are affiliated with, they go back to see their primary care provider uh, and we give them the, uh, the information that they can, they can get back to their provider. Now, if somebody doesn't have a primary care provider and they go to an immediate care center and they visit with you guys for whatever their chief complaint is, do you guys help them set up a, a primary care provider at Phelps Health if they yes. don't have one? That's a very good question because there's a, a large population of folks that don't feel that they need a provider mm -hmm. because they've never been ill. And so in this day and age with health maintenance, there's so many things that we do to keep people healthy, not just take care of them when they're ill. And we, you know, taking into account family history and all of that. There's also in this area a large population of people who come to visit family for extended periods of time or their contractors, for example, for Fort Leonard Wood or area mm -hmm. industries. And they're here for three or four months going to the, the schools of Fort Leonard Wood or staying in the area and they don't have a provider. So when those folks come to see them, see us, we do give them a list of providers uh, that they can see uh, uh, the next day or for follow-up if they need follow-up. So we do connect the dots there. And any provider can let us know if they have open schedules and then we can always uh, you know, make referrals to them. So that's, that's a very good question. We serve it also as a welcome center. So if somebody like that is, is in the community and they ran out of their medication, they can come and see us. We can kind of connect the dots by calling the pharmacy that they use wherever it may be and try to get a hold of the provider if we need to. With my chart and, and the, uh, the uh, consortium, we can get a lot of times the medical records now with Epic and we can see all of their medical records from where they've been, wherever they were. And then we can refill their medications to get them through until they get back home or until they get established with the provider. The only thing we do not refill or prescribe in immediate care are narcotics and controlled medications. Mm -hmm. So talking again about primary care providers, why would you not want somebody to continue to come in six, seven, eight, nine times to an immediate care clinic? So when they're coming to see us, they're generally coming to see us for an isolated problem. So my stomach hurts, I'm here mm -hmm. for that, or I'm, you know, I have an earache and they're here for that. But you know, what we don't do is we, we're not their primary care as far as making sure when their colonoscopies do, their mammograms are due, all of that. We may give them advice on that. So, you know, if I see somebody who's a long-term smoker, they never had a chest x-ray, I'll recommend that they see their provider and get a surveillance chest x-ray, which is recommended now by the Cancer Society. Mm -hmm. So we give that advice out. 
but we don't do the follow-up because they they need a they need a primary care what I call their quarterback so their mm -hmm. quarterback for their health care is the primary care provider and we're an extension of that so they don't have to go all weekend with an infection that may be life-threatening when the doctor's office opens they can come and see us and we can get on top of it mm -hmm. and then they can follow up with their primary care. I love that. That is such a great way to describe a primary care provider. Just somebody who is the part of your team that wants you to you to win, right? Right. In your so, so so probably the biggest the biggest issue I, I feel, you know, in in twenty twenty one with healthcare is healthcare care is becoming more fragmented. Mm -hmm. So most people they have a lot of specialists but they, they may not have a primary care. So I see that a lot in geriatrics, that they're seeing multiple specialists and they get multiple medications, but nobody's looking at the whole picture. And so having a primary care provider, they look at that whole picture and they notice that you're on two blood thinners and two medicines for your stomach that nobody else has noticed. So that's what a primary care is for and they can actually save your life you know, by, by looking at those things because one specialist may not be looking at another specialist's records, they're just interested in their medications. Yeah, that's a great description. I love that. Um, so you had mentioned that the Waynesville Immediate Care Clinic has been open for three years. What was the need um, for having a, an immediate care in Rala? So another good question that in Rala we have, I, I think it's going to be a bit of a, a, a different population than Waynesville. So Waynesville, we have a lot of folks that are moving in temporarily with Fort Leonard Wood. And so we see a lot of them. The VA has, has extended their outreach, so they allow their, their, their patients to come to immediate care if they can't get them into the regional clinics, and they cover that. Uh, on, and it's, it's all, you know, they have to check with the VA clinic to get the referral, so we're available for that. So there's a growing need for primary care, and, it, and it's, it's becoming a very short supply of primary care providers. And, you know, when, when I did this, we started at 6 in the morning, and we got done at 10 at night, and that doesn't work that way anymore. So there really needs to be a place where people can go when everything is closed other than the emergency room. So coming from the emergency room scene, it gets very, very busy and it's all triage based. So if you have an earache, that's going to wait because we have all the life threats that come in and the ER is full. And people who've been to an emergency department anywhere know there's a wait. And so you have to wait and it's not always you know, a nice place to wait because there's all kinds of people with different problems in the waiting room that may not be a comfortable experience for you or your children. So this type of a setting, you can come in and see us, but once again, if you're having chest pain, stroke-like symptoms, severe abdominal pain, shortness of breath, you're, you need to go to the emergency room and you'll be at the higher end of the triage uh, list to get into the ER because it's not first come, first serve in the ER. And we have that type of a triage system in the immediate care as well, that if we have six people and somebody walks in with chest pain, we're going to evaluate them right away to make sure it's, if it's a heart attack, we're going to call the ambulance and get you to the hospital. So, and that happens, but once again, if, if anybody thinks that's a life threat, they need to go to the ER because time is valuable in, in a heart attack or with a stroke, and we don't want to waste any time. So it's best to go there and they're going to get you right in with those symptoms. So. Uh, very, very important. And in Waynesville, you know, we don't have a hospital over there, and it's 30 miles either way to, to Rolla or Lebanon to get to a hospital, so people off the interstate will come in. And so we've had several life threats that we've had to deal with. And going to my staff, my staff are all uh, certified in advanced cardiac life support and pediatric advanced life support, as well as the nursing staff. So if we did have an emergency, we're, we're more than capable of taking care of that. We have all everything to take care of that until the ambulance gets there. And so 
it works very, very smooth. Uh, if we if we would have something like that, like an acute allergic reaction, and we need mm -hmm. to get them to the hospital, that we can get things going there, and then the ambulance picks it up and gets them to the hospital. So, so listening to you, I've got a couple follow-up questions. Sure. Do our immediate care clinics have an ambulance bay? Uh, we have an ambulance entrance. So in the raw immediate care, mm -hmm. they will come. The ambulance comes to the back. We have actually it's built for a stretcher to come down through there, and then we have a. A, a treatment room there which has large doors to break away to get a stretcher in there. Uh, in Waynesville we're at the very front of the clinic mm -hmm. and so the ambulance comes in it's a straight shot to come in so they park right out in front and then uh, they'll get the patient get them into their ambulance to get that what they need to get done before mm -hmm. they get on the road. Okay and then they'll take them to whatever hospitals closest probably yes, depending and, on location. And in Waynesville it's for example a heart attack they're going to call a helicopter and rendezvous mm -hmm. with a helicopter somewhere, usually at the at the uh, ambulance base where they can land safely, and then they'll get them in the helicopter and get them where they're going. Mm -hmm. But once again, those type of situations are rare. Yeah, they happen a couple of times a year, uh, and we're ready for that when that happens. Uh, and you know, somebody may come in thinking they're having indigestion, and we do an EKG and they're having a heart attack. So it's not always uh, just chest pain; it's other mm -hmm. symptoms. So any symptom like that, don't let it go. You know, get it evaluated and. There are people that come to the immediate care and we need labs and we need more type of imaging like CT scans and we, then we refer them over to the emergency department. We give a report to the emergency department to let them know that we saw them, what we're thinking, and then they take it from there to get those studies they need that we can't do in immediate care. And that happens several times a week, mm -hmm. you know, that somebody needs more than what we can do. And insurance companies can't discriminate against people in the emergency department mm -hmm. for a CT scan or lab work where they can do that in an outpatient setting. So that's why they can go to the ER and get a CT scan, but I can't order it from the immediate care clinic uh, okay. and get it as an outpatient mm -hmm. because it requires usually a day or two of talking to an insurance company and we don't have a day or two if they've got an appendicitis, for example. Yeah, that's an immediate... Immediate thing that needs to be evaluated. You mentioned something else that I, I would love to touch on as well. You said, don't delay if you think that you're having these types of symptoms. Why should somebody make sure that, especially in light of COVID-19, they make sure if they're having symptoms, they go and get checked out? Why is that so important? Well, as we know, with COVID-19, it affects everybody a little bit differently. And if you're having COVID-like symptoms and you want to be tested, we can do that. But the, the treatment is going to be quarantining. But if they, if they develop shortness of breath, there's, there's pneumonias that, that develop mm -hmm. and, and other issues. So if they're developing shortness of breath and a worsening condition, then we definitely you know, request that they come in. If it's severe, then they need to go to the emergency department because they need more than what we can provide there and it will save them an ambulance trip to the emergency department. So they need to go directly to the ER. They'll triage them as well. So if they have mild symptoms and mild shortness of breath, we can do a chest x-ray in immediate care to look for pneumonia. Uh, sometimes they can get secondary pneumonias that require antibiotics or sinus infections, uh, which is generally about seven to 10 days later. Um, we have, so, and I'll kind of talk a little bit about the person who has COVID symptoms coming to immediate care. At both of our immediate cares, we have posters out front that states, if you have this, these symptoms, go back to your car and call us. So we want them to call us and we'll register them over the phone. And so then we will bring them right back to a room that has special filtration devices. And we can swab them now with COVID testing, strep, flu, RSV in that room. And then they leave through a separate entrance, so nobody in the waiting room is exposed. The person with a sprained ankle is not exposed to somebody who may have COVID. So those patients are brought through a separate entrance, masked, put in a room, and then they leave through that entrance so they don't share the same bathroom. 
So, you know, up until we opened Rolla, we didn't have that opportunity to have that service. And now we have the analyzers. We're all trained on how to use the analyzers. And so that will hopefully decompress the, the wait time uh, going through the outside clinic. Uh, so that's, that's now going as of now at both places. So what type of provider is somebody going to see if they visit an immediate care clinic, whether it's for COVID or any other type of symptom that they come to the immediate care clinic for? Okay, so myself and then I have five, uh, we have five board certified nurse practitioners who work with me. All the nurse practitioners who work with me are local people and they're experienced and they're very good. And uh, most of them have had emergency department experience, either as an ER nurse or an ER uh, a nurse practitioner provider status. So we have meetings, we have skills fairs and all of that. And that's what happens in medicine where we never quit learning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at, at uh, being in this 35 years, I still have to go to classes, you know, at least two to three weeks a year, uh, just to stay up to date on new changes and new procedures. And they do the same. So uh, I'm very, very proud of the group that we have. And, and they know you because they're local, they know the community, they know the community resources. And, and believe me, you'll connect with them from day one uh, when you come in. Yeah, that's one thing that I've always thought is really unique about Phelps Health is we'll sit here and have this conversation and I may see you out in the community later this evening. Right. You don't get that in larger communities exactly. really and I think that's really special. Yep. So does somebody, um, what age do patients need to be in order to be seen at an immediate care clinic? Do they have to be babies? Do they have to you know, be older? Do you see all types of patients? So we see all ages and uh, so you know we get we get one week olds that come in, and uh, once again, we're an extension of not only primary care, it includes OBGYN, it includes, uh, it includes pediatrics, uh, and uh, we, see, we see them all. So when they come in, we have telemedicine capabilities. So if we see, for example, a one-day-old who's having problems, but it's not what, say, they're constipated or something like that, then we can connect with the pediatrician on call. So our on-call list in immediate care is the same as the emergency department. The ones we connect with the most are generally ear, nose, and throat. Uh, for somebody that has, say, a peritonsillar abscess, then they need to be seen that night or the next day, or a fracture, and then we, we call orthopedics. And there's always someone on call that we can connect with with that. The same way with the area children's hospitals, that uh, we have a lot of what we call uh, fragile children in the area who are connected with the children's hospital in St. Louis. So those children, we call the children's hospital, we talk with the pediatrician, we send them films, we can send them the record, and then they can either say, you know, they need to come or they need to go to the ER, or we'll see them next week, and they connect the dots and getting appointments. So we're an outreach of, of providers everywhere. And we see people who have had a procedure done in Springfield or St. Louis, and they have an incision problem, or they have redness around their incision, and they don't want to drive all the way back there. And so they'll come and see us. We call their surgeon, we send them a picture, and then they say whether or not they need to see them now or later on in the week. So that works really well as well, so people don't have to drive mm -hmm. that distance. Uh, and, and generally that's when they go out of town for specialized surgeries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, boy, I wouldn't want to drive an hour and a half just for stitches. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so, and a lot of times they can't get in because mm -hmm. those specialized surgeons, they're not in the office every day. So, mm -hmm. so we have a really good working relationship with all of the tertiary care centers in St. Louis and Springfield and Columbia uh, that we can call them and they're really good about telling us uh, when to go where. Same way with eye injuries, we have a very good working relationship with all the area optometrists. Uh, the uh, ophthalmologist, uh, the outpatient psychiatric services, uh, we have the outpatient dental services at your community health, which is a valuable resource to the community for everyone who doesn't have insurance for uh, needing dental care. So 
we can roll a, a lot of people don't know about those services. And so when they come and see this, we give them that information and how they access those services. And, uh, and that works really, really well. So. so for a typical immediate care visit, what are some things that people need to be sure that they bring if they're able? So we would always love for you to bring your medication list. And if you don't have a list, just put all your meds in a trash bag and bring them in and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll list them. If you're, uh, for example, in, in our area, most people are connected with Mercy or with Phelps Health. We can access your Mercy records through, through Epic. So we'll have all of your medication list and your medical record if you've given permission for Mercy to release it, and most people have. So uh, th with the, what we call the, the Healthcare Consortium, the, I had a lady who came in from Oregon who was camping, and I had her whole medical record within minutes on a Saturday morning and it all just flowed right in because she'd signed the release that uh, we could have access to her records. So uh, in this day and age with computerized medical records, it's pretty awesome to get that continuity of care. So definitely we want to know their meds, we want to know their past medical history, past surgical history, uh, family history. Those are the, the very important things. And meds are important because we don't want to give somebody something that could interact with something they're on. And if they're unaware of what, what they're on, and we don't have the access on the computer, we can call the pharmacy where they get their meds if they're open and they can send us a list. So, so there are lots of different ways that you can help patients if they come in if they don't have these types of things, right? Correct. That's awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll, we'll take care of them. And we're not gonna put any, you know, we're not gonna just go at it blindly. We're gonna mm -hmm. do what we can to find out what they're on. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, generally, if, if they, most people know what pharmacy they go to. So we just call that pharmacy if they're open and we can get the list of mm -hmm. meds. And in Rala, fortunately, most pharmacies are open at least until six, mm -hmm. and they're open on the weekends, so that works out really well. So one thing you mentioned is Epic, which is our electronic health portal, but on the opposite side of that is MyChart, which is a patient portal. So can patients who come in through this, if they're not signed up for MyChart, can they do that um, at an immediate care clinic? Yes, yeah, so we, we strongly recommend that you sign up for MyChart. And for MyChart, you can register, before you even get into the building, which saves you time standing at a window. And it also, the MyChart is an app that you go to the App Store, you look up MyChart. Mm -hmm. If you have any difficulty whatsoever getting that set up, just call us and, and we'll give you the information and, and walk you through it to get signed up for MyChart. But MyChart is important because if you go to St. Louis, for example, you're there shopping and you have an issue, you can bring up your medical records, all of your labs, everything on your cell phone and show the provider. Uh, all of your medical history and your labs and your medicines. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, there are tons of benefits to it. I yeah. love it because I love to check in before I go in so I don't even have to talk to anybody. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really beneficial. Yeah. So um, we've got a couple of minutes left. I want to run through a couple more questions. What are the operating hours of the Raleigh and the Waynesville Media Care Clinics? They're the same, right? They are. So we're open 8 in the morning until 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. And on Saturday and Sunday, we're open 8 in the morning until 6 p.m. The only days of the year we are closed are Thanksgiving and Christmas. So uh, we've only had, uh, you know, in three years, a couple of days with weather delays where mm -hmm. patients couldn't get there either because of ice and the interstate being closed, things like that. But other than that, our whole slate of providers, if somebody has a family emergency, whatever, we all cover for each other. So we never have a day where we have to close early or close down. We're all, we'll always be there for you, eight to eight, Monday through Friday, eight to six on the weekends. That's great. So now that we're nearing the end of our show, I want to give you an opportunity to talk to our listeners and just let them know how important immediate care is and the great opportunities that they're going to have to get their health care taken care of. Sure. I think it's important that, especially this day and age, that people are afraid sometimes of the cost of health care. And sometimes 
they don't access healthcare because they think it will get better. And then they end up getting to a point where they have to go in the hospital or have to have a procedure where it could have been taken care of a week or two before and they could have prevented a potential life-threatening problem or a hospitalization. So early treatment is important and we, and we see a lot of people that may just have symptoms for a day, but if it would have went for over a weekend, they could have ended up in the hospital. So very, very important to, to get in and be seen for your problems. Uh, lacerations, sometimes people get, it, get a laceration and they say, well, this will be okay and then they come in the next day and it's not. Six hours is kind of the magic number. If you've had a laceration for more than six hours, we really can't close it, okay, when, because it can get infected. So if you get a laceration and it's gaping, it needs to be closed, and we have several ways of doing that in immediate care. So come in, we'll get you taken care of, and, and, uh, and if you need specialty care or we need to connect with your provider, we will do that. My chart is a great, a great uh, idea that allows you to connect as well by, with my chart. Your provider can get on there and see. So. Great, thanks so much Dr. Kerr for being here today. We appreciate your expertise and your time. Thank you so much. Um, thanks so much for tuning into The Scope. If you liked our show and would like to know more, check out selfhealth.org.